Listener Production. Coming up, a massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for your Monday. Jay-Z Clark and Abby Holmes in the house to talk all things Brisbane Lions and Marcus Ashcroft's son's goal of the year. We'll be talking about extinct tigers, a Tassie team, a new CEO, plus much, much more. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. On what was a weekend that saw the Lions top of the Dockers, too good by far, a young Will Ashcroft robbed Sonny Walters of a goal of the year car. The Battle of the Bridge was anything but crap, a one-point win to the Giants thanks to that Toby Green snap. The Dees flogged the ruse, then we went over to the West. The Blues by 109 for Charlie, career best. Tomahawk kicked eight as in the country round, the Cats shut the gate and the Suns went to Marvel, 24 points over the Tigs, too little, too late. The Crows dominated the Pies but didn't make them pay, another one point. Thriller, seriously, you're taking the piss, Craig McRae. Welcome to <laughs> Footy Talk for your Monday. I am Daisy Thomas and I have done bugger all over the weekend, so I'm fresh. I bought my best as I welcome Abby Holmes and Jay-Z Clark. Welcome, That's, team. That is some of your best work, Daisy Thomas, but... Hey, what a weekend. I'm yes. flat, but I'm in awe at the same time. I'm sure we're going to get into the pies and the crows a little later on. But, Jay, that was a, a very impressive I must preface win. that I've stolen the idea off Rabsy Warren, yes, who does the midweek rub on Triple M. So he'll be flat on that. But I thought it was terrific. So I've done well. Jay, welcome. The poet. Dale yes, Thomas, the poet. I never knew you had that. No, I didn't bag. either. It's, uh, but yeah. I, I'm impressed. Well done, Daisy. Another incredible weekend uh, of football. I wonder whether the Tigers are done. Mm. Uh, that was a, a big win. Craig McRae, we called him the Pied Piper. Oh, my goodness. For, I've got another name for him, what so is hang it? around for the headlines. Okay. Oh, the, that'll be in the second seg, so don't go anywhere. There is some news around town yeah. too, and there's some big news. The Twitterverse is blowing up. Yeah. The news types like yourself, you've got a day off today, which is incredible. Tom yes. Brown's been busy though. He has been very busy. Yes. What is going on? What yes. is the big story as we sit here on the Monday yeah. morning? We have the formal announcement that Andrew Dillon, who is the AFL's 2IC, will replace Gil McLaughlin as the football's wow. new big dog. Will Gil be looking at doing a 12-month handover as well to Andrew Dillon, stay in the job for another I think he's going to, what he's going to do is step up into the camera and get all the camera time for the next 48 hours, right? Okay. You know when you cross the lights with your kids, you got to hold their hand for a little bit. So uh, he'll be there for uh, potentially up to six months as Andrew Dillon formally takes over and then he can go look for a, uh, a new job. So the guillotine was hopeful to have had the Tassie thing wrapped up, yes. but also the investigation down there at Hawthorne. Yes, that's Where not... does that stand? Because we spoke to Chris Fagan we yesterday. Did. He quoted yeah. himself as saying, I haven't been interviewed yet. Yeah, yeah. and he's looking forward to having his say. Mm. Yes, he feels miles away. That feels mm. miles away. So I think there were three big ticket items for Gil McLaughlin. Obviously, Tassie was one. The other one, as you mentioned, was the Hawthorne investigation. Now, as you said, Chris Fagan hasn't been interviewed, so that's mm. miles, miles away. Off. That's not going to happen. And the other one, um, of course, was the players' CBA agreement, and that also feels like it's miles away away because the players and the AFL are so far apart on a mm. deal. So that's that's not going to happen. Perhaps that is why he's hanging around uh, for the next six months to just continue work on those two other big projects. But Andrew Dillon, who's a very capable man, yeah. he's a very popular man in football, uh, it's a great appointment. And despite some reports about Kylie Watson Wheeler getting the job, Daisy. You can't throw shade at Tom Brown like that without naming be. him. It actually will be. Um, Tom's a friend of the show. I didn't, know, I didn't name any names. I'm just saying that there's sometimes a, wink there. a lot of things get thrown around. It will be Andrew Dillon, which we've been saying I'm for happy a while. about that. Like I'm a big fan of Gil and I'm, I'm shattered that he 
he's stepping down. But yep. Andrew Dillon, he's been at the AFL since the year 2000. He's a lawyer, an old yeah. Savs footballer. He, yeah. he obviously knows the system and the league and, and yeah. you know, the environment very, very well. So 23 years it's before he steps up. Fair yeah. apprenticeship, isn't it? So I'm pumped for him. I have told this story on Triple M before. I'll tell it quickly again. One night we had an AFL function and it really kicked on till sort of wee in the morning. And um, when we got to the cocktail stage, I... <laughs> whatever reason, left accidentally without picking up my bill, right? It was just a mistake, Daisy. Sometimes oh, it happens. Yeah. Guess what? Happens in the next, more than others, the next morning, it's the first time and only time it's ever happened <laughs> in life. The next morning I got a text message from Andrew Dillon who we were talking with sort of late into the night. This is many years ago. And he said, Jay, just letting you know, I picked up your tab last night at, at the Louis him. Bar of all places, <laughs> which is high up on the Rialto. My heart broke and sank. I died inside. I sped down to Docklands and said, thank you, Andrew, for picking me up. How how much was the bill? Me. I was like 200 bucks or something like that. But it's not the amount. It was just the fact that how did I leave Did you pay him back? Yeah. So Andrew, who saved me by picking up my bar tab, um, I'll eternally thank him for that. So you didn't so pay you him didn't back, pay you just thanked him. him? No, I don't. 200 bucks worth of thanks. There. Yeah, what a good man. I went straight there. <laughs> so thank you every to time thank to see him. him. <laughs> I left my house immediately to go and fix him up for oh, that. And okay. every, day, every time I see him now, he... Um, Occasionally, he reminds me about it. He's also a very talented table tennis player, Andrew Ooh. Dillon. Right. So, Reflexes good footballer. Of a cat. Yes. yes. Very quick, yes. sharp. There you go, which I'm sure makes a great CEO. Yes. Uh, so, we uh, wish him all the get very best. know Andrew Dillon. We wish him all the very best. Wednesday will be your day for the official yep. announcement of the Tassie team. So, you'll hear that here first on the Footy Talk pod. Some big games over the weekend. We'll talk, touch on your Sunday games of footy. Where do you want to kick off? Are the Tigers cooked? The Suns? Does it buy Stewie Jew another month of graces? I think Collingwood. Yeah, I think we go, got to start there. We go, I, think, I didn't want to go there because oh. Abby is as flat as a shit Carter's hat. I was messaging producers always <laughs> saying, get the Crows theme song ready. That's going to be my entrance to this podcast on a Monday morning. 20 bloody seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you just got to be in front of it when Ooh, they take the photo at the finishing line. Exactly ads. right. But in saying that... <laughs> Yes, the Crows lost by a point. Yep. But they didn't lose any fans yesterday. Absolutely they had not. a crack. They should have put the pies away at halftime. They should have been 10 mm. goals up. But yep. unfortunately, they didn't make the most of their opportunities in their forward half and, and the pies stayed in it. You just can never, ever, ever count Collingwood out of the game. <laughs> it's incredible. It's honestly oh incredible. My goodness. As a fan who sits there and watches, it's like, eh, 24 points. Whatever. They'll yeah. flick it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Two goals with a minute to go. It's it's no dramas. It's going to happen. Mm. And I think the players have that belief. The fans have that belief. It is What Craig yeah. McRae has done to that football club yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So what is it? A dozen times they've come back from deficits to win by less Th- than three quarter. Yeah. That's so. th- the three-quarter time deficit, I think, is a dozen times now yeah. they've been behind yeah. and come over the top and won. And now I think they're 16 from 18. Winning games under a goal. Unbelievable. So I've spoken to, when I speak to Collingwood players about this, because this has happened so many times. We've written this story so many times before. And when he yeah. says Collingwood players, he says, when I speak to Pendles. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Steel Sidebottom <laughs> actually said this one time. He sort of talked about the muscle memory of being in that position and having mm. the, the confidence and the plan to execute 
what you want to, knowing you've done it so many times mm-hmm. before. So Harry Houdini gets up on the stage. He knows what the little trick switch is to get out of the chains or whatever it is. And because they play such an aggressive style all the time, it's not such a big change. Correct. Really, it's just accentuating what they already do. Yeah. They kick to the contest. They outnumber. They back themselves to win the crucial contest, whether it's in the corridor or not. They play so central. So really, it is just more of the same. Mm. And that is why they are so well practiced. And um, yeah, the muscle memory, unbelievable. Yeah. Listening to Darcy Moore's interview post-game, you know, he, he was just saying this is a team that just refuses to give up. They've yeah. got so much belief. And he said so much went wrong for them in the first kind of three quarters of that game. Um, they've got so much belief in that method. They just know exactly what they need to do, when to do it. Yeah. But also the fact that he said they train to play two hours and they're going to play every single minute yep. of yes. that two hours. It doesn't matter, you know, within that first 60 minutes, no worries. Whatever can happen can happen. Mm. But they're trained to play two hours and, gee, they're yep. doing that. I love the fact that scores are level. So you either a chance to win the game, obviously, or then go down and lose it. Craig McRae goes, Darcy Moore, you go forward. Mm. Puts him, so when Steel Sidebottom takes that mark that then goes on to be the point that wins them the game, yep. the intended target in that kick was Darcy Moore who was yep. coming out of the goal square. Yes. So willing to lose yep. but taking the chance to win, yep. absolutely brilliant. Whereas I don't think the Crows actually knew what to do yep. in any of those scenarios. Obviously the Pies have been there and done that before, but you were right. I think we need to take the Adelaide Crows mm. far more seriously than we were to this point because they have certainly announced themselves as a finals contender. The Crows and Matty Nix, they put one behind the ball, whereas mm. the Pies put one at the contest yeah. and it's at stoppage. And obviously that just meant that the, the, the footy was going to live in Collingwood's forward half because they had that spare. So... Mm. Yeah, I was flat after that, but as I said, also in awe <laughs> of what this this Collingwood side produces. But I'll tell you something quickly, right? Mm, do it, please. Take your time. Adelaide mm. Crows. It's a podcast. I don't mm. think we're talking about them enough. No, I agree. What they did at Gather Round against, yep. obviously, the Blues. Smacked them. Smacked them. They mm. should have won yesterday. They didn't. Their list profile is so good. You've got Taylor Walker coming up and playing some of his best you know, best footy, uh, how old is he, 33? Yeah, 32, 33. 33. Rory Sloan for me yesterday, yes, he's not the official captain anymore, but Mm. my gosh, he's impressive. Just winning all the big moments, taking some really strong contested marks, that tackle on McCreary leading to a goal. Huge, yeah. Riley Thilthorpe. Phil Thorpe. Phil Thorpe. Mm. You know, he took five contested marks. They were clunking He's a everything. Very good player, as Darcy Moore said at halftime. I'm sure you heard the <laughs> I little. Think, uh, yeah, he dropped a not a little one. Yeah, but <laughs> but also, I unfortunately was subject to watching my partner Keegan play in the SANFL yesterday. Adelaide Oval curtain raiser against the Crows. Oh, had that fair. No good. They lost by 84 points. But Ooh. the the reserves in the SANFL for the Crows, they had 21 listed players playing. Good. So they're so their list is fit and healthy. They they're all, um, you know, fighting for positions. They they're in a really good spot. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It looks like they've got some real synergy as well. They're mm. playing a really good team brand, and that forward line has got some yep. serious potency. Mm. As you said, Phil Thorpe and Phil Thorpe. Um, Rochelle could kick straight. He kicked another four behind. But even a, even a couple of the other that left footer. Yeah, his name eludes me, but he was pretty good yesterday. Peddler was Peddler. Was, was, was he the left footer that kicked a few points as well? Two, two. Rankin, anyway. Chase Jones. Yeah. Oh, Chase Jones. No, he was off the wing. He yeah. was very good. Anyway, they are good, the Crows, but unfortunately for Adelaide, they live in Adelaide, so they're not going to get as much love here <laughs> in Victoria. The Tigs, the blowtorch yep. is going to start mm. to turn, I feel, Jay. Yeah. And when the media start to park caravans, I think it's going to be firmly at Punt Road. Yeah, when, it certainly is so. When you're one of three teams now yep. with only one win, yeah. so put the Tigers in the same category as the Eagles and the Hawks, Jay. Yep. Yeah, that, it's that's... Ex- 
challenging. It's extraordinary. There has been a lot of discussion already about whether they did the right thing with the topping up of the midfield of Hopper, Taranto, etc. If you took them out, they'd be much worse, wouldn't they? Mm. So they provided, and I thought they actually thought they were quite good against Melbourne the week before, but Gold Coast Suns, an important win for them to punch them in the mouth by 24 points. You have a look at the Tigers' run coming up. They've got West Coast this weekend at the MCG. You'd think they'd win that. Mm-hmm. It's mm. got to be a lot tougher against the Cats, but then Essendon and Port Adelaide, two much improved sides. So the next month doesn't get a whole lot easier aside from this weekend against West Coast. So I think there's going to be some interesting questions about whether they thought they were better than what they actually are and the future of Damien Hardwick also. So he has been... Um, oh, my God. Don't shoot Did Bambi. you just go there? No, no, no. It's, shoot Did you Bambi. just go there? No, no, there's a nuance in this. Okay. There's a nuance in this. That's not what our social media guys will have. <laughs> but continue. That's true. <laughs> the nuance is this. It'll just be a conversation at the end of the year. Um, I'm sure Richmond would love to keep Damien Hardwick and have him forever. But what does Dimmer want to do? Yeah. I think that's the question because what we're seeing now is um, – you know, does does he want to go again with this Richmond team? That's so you're not, thinking it's not it, this a is it's a five year sort of process. Not, and I'm not saying rebuild either because I would not be that disrespectful f- to the Tigs who've been no. awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in terms of where the next flag's coming, yeah, well, we, it's probably not in the next couple of years. You tell exactly. You tell me, Dave. You got to take out Trent. You got to transition Trent Cochin. You got to transition Dustin Martin soon. Who's had a who's had a good year, but not a great year. You got to transition um, Jack Rewalt and Toby Nankervis as well. So that senior core is coming out of that Richmond side, and then they'll be looking at what they're left with and how far away they are. So I don't, as you said, I don't see them winning the premiership this year, and I probably don't see them winning the premiership next year either. So that'll just be um, an interesting conversation for Dimmer Hardwick. Yes, he's contracted, but there'll be those chats at the end of the year to see whether he's wants. To load up again because he's been there for what 10 years or a decade or so mm. so and the Tigers hate Marvel mm. six yeah. games there with no win but the Suns play Marvel quite well actually and I think we've all been screaming out for Ben King obviously to get back from injury yes yeah. but also start to kind of dominate their forward half and he's kicked nine in their last two matches so it's good to see him really you know popping up and hitting the scoreboard well Noah Anderson I think's coming of age 32 disposals and a goal with no Took Miller in that midfield as yeah. well he's really stepping up so that's a good win for Stewie Jew. Well, if you had to pick one would you take Raul or Anderson because initially oh, it was Raul oh for his God. first three games where he got nine Brownlow votes I think. I, I think it's Matty I'd take Rau. Anderson yeah, I'd purely take... for the point that it saved on sunscreen because yeah. if you <laughs> take Raul you've got to think zinc you've got to think sunscreen you've got to think rash vest when you do recovery at the beach. And Legionnaires. You know, Legionnaires hats. Hats. Um, I, I think about Matty Rao in his first year and what we saw from him in those those first four games. Yep. And then, unfortunately, this is a kid that's been absolutely smacked with injury. Mm-hmm. That mm. comes confidence, you know what I mean? So yep. if he, maybe if he didn't have those injuries, he'd be in a different spot. But, yeah, I, I think at the moment you have to take Anderson. Yes, no doubt about that. Hey, good start to this one. Yeah. Still plenty more to come for your footy talk on the Monday. It is your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, analysis from the world of footy. And after the break, we will be talking about Jay-Z's top three headlines of the week. Footy Talk Podcast. This is the Footy Talk podcast for your Monday. We're cracking on. Abby Holmes joins me, as does Jay Z Clark. Jay Z, big news in the MRO. Yes. 
talk to us. <laughs> I think you're being a little bit facetious here, uh, Daisy. Yeah, there's bugger all going on, but there's only yes. one man I listen to when yes. it comes to this stuff, well, and it's you for good reason. You haven't got one wrong in how many years? At least ten. He That's was right. giving, Daisy was giving you a very big rap before you got here today. <laughs> you are unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so Sam Petrescu, Seaton, the West Coast Eagle, the the, the um, stat crackdown on dangerous tackles has continued. That's yep. the story here. Um, they haven't missed anyone. So when they when players are having their heads slammed into the turf, they are being wiped out. Two more at the weekend, Sam Petrescu, Seaton um, on Alex Chin Trotter for uh, Carlton. He's gone for one week, but Matthew Johnson, a young Fremantle player, only played five games. He got two matches for uh, slamming Dane Zorko into the turf. Turf, the difference here is it's more force. Dane Zorko took his time getting back up, mm. was a bit shaken by it, whereas Chin Trotter bounced back up. So I like the strong stance yep. on it. I think we're going to slowly see this phased out of the game, Daisy. And Abby, can you tackle players without slamming them to the turf? We're seeing players become a lot more diligent in the way they place Careful. a player yeah. on the ground. And that is clearly a shift in mindset from – because you're not thinking about slamming the player into the turf. You're thinking about getting him from prone position, yep. uh, from upright the into the ground. Yeah, in the quick, In the quickest manner yep. fashionable. Take him out of the contest. Correct. And get him once he's on the ground. So if, you know, if that means use all your force, which we've touched on a few times, when you are a smaller player and you've got a bigger player, you have to use it. Mm-hmm. But we're now seeing players be very good and almost pulling the player back on top of themselves yeah. rather can, than slamming him into the ground. You can see that shift, can't you? And even over the last couple of weeks, the umpires, to me, have mm-hmm. been blowing the yep. whistle a little bit quicker. Mm. And I think that that's a, a key piece in this as well. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, the bomb race. Yes. Always big news when the bombers are in town. Unfortunately for them, yep. after we were talking flag dons and whatever at the start of the season, yep. they now find themselves outside the eight. Yeah, but I'll tell you the aspect of this I'm hard, glass half full on the bombers about because they got smashed early, right, down by six goals mm-hmm. as Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron ran right. Yeah. Now, I reckon the bombers in the past, that's the sort of thing where they raised the white flag. 100 points plus, yep. 100 points. We saw Geelong absolutely smashed them in round one last year in similar circumstances. They fought back. And as you were there, Daisy, late in that third quarter, he actually thought, oh, hang on, another goal or two here. They got their back in the contest as Jake Stringer kicked four, Sammy Wiedemann kicked two, Darcy Parrish whacked away. One of Stringer's best games. But I thought... From Neston perspective, watching that, I thought, hang on, yes, they don't have the talent of class yet, right? It's first year under Brad Scott. What they are showing is a bit of ticky yep. here to stay in and stand up when they're getting pounded by a Geelong team and to come back. And Langford had to swing back. Remember, they're missing Laverty. Yep. So he protected the defence a bit. And maybe that's the way they have to go forward. They're a key defender short. Yep. And, and by key defender, I mean big yeah. brute. You think of, you know, the uh, the Blues have got Weedering, yep. the Pies have got more who can play on the big ones. Yeah. Zerk Thatcher on Tom Hawkins was completely unfair with the way that ball was coming in. I felt for the yeah. the bloke there yesterday because Tom Hawkins does that to anyone. If he was the same, if he had the 14 kilos that Tom Hawk had over him, yeah. he still would have been able on most of those occasions to outbody him. The yeah. fact that he was smaller than him, oh boy. But they're a they're vastly improved side, they are. aren't they? It's good to they, see. And they still managed to score over 100 points yeah. against you know the reigning premiers from last year. So... They'll certainly take a lot out of that one. A 28-point defeat, yes, but as you said, they didn't just lay out, lay down and, yep. and not fight back. They mm-hmm. did. And what more can you do when Paddy Dangerfield's in the midfield, right? 28 disposals, 15 inside 50s, 10 clearances, 684 metres gained in 64% of game time. Jeez, he was on. And then you've got, obviously, Tomahawk kicking eight. The youngest kid that I'm excited about at the moment, outside of Nick Dacos, is Will Ashcroft. 
Yeah. We've seen him yep. slowly get yeah. through his gears. Yep. It wasn't quite the burst on the scene that I guess we were hoping as a Nick Dacos did, but yes. it is getting better by the week. Yep. And that goal, he he's won goal of the year. Yep. Shut the gate now. Don't even – anyone yep. else don't, don't even try. try. It yeah. is – unbelievable what he did, but also so good to see what he's doing up there. And he has improved that football side yep. by so much. He and Dunkley in there have just changed the complete dynamic of that footy side. So put it in the time capsule. Who do you think's winning the Rising Star? Sheasel, Owens, Ashcroft. Right now, I would have Sheasel. Yep. If it was given out today, by yep. the end of the season, I have no doubts it'll be Will Ashcroft. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same. And I got to interview Will Ashcroft around two, I think. Were you... Just absolutely taken aback by his hair. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. It is He's got a mane, yeah. doesn't he? He's got a mane. But a beautiful I remember speaking to Nick Brown, the media manager yes. of the Brisbane Lions, and he just said, Abs, like this guy's so professional. Like yep. this was a pre game chat as well, when yep. you're just so on, like mm. you're, you're ready to go out there and rip someone's head off. Mm. This kid, he speaks above. You know, above and beyond yep. somebody of eighteen yep. years of age, his his footy knowledge. Um, Fag said that yesterday. I was yep. listening to Triple M in the car and yep. just said the footy knowledge that he has for a kid. Yes, it helps coming from a footy pedigree background, mm. but he is so impressive and he's yep. so switched on. He's so focused. And and Nick said to me, "You might need to come down five minutes early just to have a chat to him, loosen him up loosen a little up. bit, yep. because he is so focused." So, yep. Brizzy have got a good one there. Yeah. Any doubts that that's goal of the year? No, but I did love Toby Green's for the moment and the pressure. Like, yes, Ashcroft was freakish. Sonny Walters' goal was 40 <laughs> times better than Toby Green's. Yeah. Sonny uh, just lost a car, though. Unfortunately, Will Ashcroft was about 100 times better than Sonny's. Yeah. I just love the story around Toby. Speak, I, speaking again, about people being potted oh. and... You know, is he mature enough to be captain? This is why yes, is. this is why it becomes frustrating because mm. I am a pro player. Like I yep. can stick, I'll stick up for the players, you know, until the cows come home. Yeah, this is why because very rarely do they then go and let you down. Yeah, yeah. They they have so much pride in their performance and what they actually do. Yeah, that it's easy to be pro player because. They want to go out there and prove everyone wrong. Yeah. And Toby Green has done that. He's turned from an immature little kid that was playing the game just on talent yep. and not really caring. And doing yeah. karate to, kicks. At yeah, people. and turned into a serious leader of a football club, yep. but also one of the best forwards in the game. Agreed. He's got they're not the same size, but he's got some Jonathan Brown about him, I reckon, just in terms of the... The presence in the moment? Yes, yes, kick it to me. Yeah. I'm the man. I'm going to do you this. You know just, I'm going to deliver. Yeah. yeah. Not the hulking size. And um, I absolutely love him. So I just love to for him to step up and kick that goal in the local derby. I thought I congratulate you, Toby Green. Well done, Toby Green. There's a mm. positive start to your Monday. A yes, few retractions really and a few pump ups. Have a wonderful Jonathan week, headlines. team. Quickly. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my. oh my goodness. I apologise profusely, <laughs> right. Jay. Jay. Before okay. we walk out the door, yes. no surprise. I've got another tea time coming. Up. <laughs> uh, make them quick. No, don't yes. really. Three big headlines. What of about the week. this one? Go on, Tom. So Tom Hawkins is 34 years of age. Kicks a career best eight goals mm. and uh, smashes Essendon. I know Joel Selwood had the final fairy tale finish. But is Tom Hawkins got to go on again for another yeah. year? Sure, he's going I well enough. I loved his post-match interview where he yep. goes, I'm coming towards the end of my career, but then he quickly backtracked and said, I- I've still got a lot of footy yep. in me. Yeah, that's what it looked but like. But if you're coming out, you're 34 yeah. years of age, you're, you're delivering week in, week out. Yep. He's kicked eight, career best, as you said. You are not slowing down. No way. At the start of the year, didn't have a pre-season, had the foot injury. Everyone thought this is probably the fairy tale for Tommy or the last year. Second one, <laughs> this is my favourite. <laughs> go. 
McRae or McFly? Now, I question whether Craig McRae can see into the future. He knows, <laughs> he knows McFly. Marty McFly, Back to the Future. He the knows DeLorean. what's going to happen in the last quarter before it actually unfolds. He's got the almanac, you know, so that's why he's making all the moves. He's got the, what was the car? The, the DeLorean. Goes, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, he goes to the clock tower, it strikes yeah. 12, it, he, he goes, he goes sees all the moves. Goes to three-quarter time and he jumps in it. And- Exactly. So um, he's really McRae and McFly, I'm not sure. I love it. That's yeah. very good. That um, got me. And the third one, bit of a flat note, you know, extinct tigers. I think they're finals Ooh. hopes. You could have uh, run with that one first. Yeah. Sorry. Just, we're, we're just pumping up how right. positive we were. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, very good. Two out of three, not yeah. bad, as they say, Jay. Abby Holmes, have yourself a wonderful week. Jay-Z Clark, you've been outstanding. Yeah. This has been the Footy Talk Pod. If you want to join us or you've got any feedback for any of us, jump on the Footy Talk Pod. Send it to Daisy. At TikTok or at Footy Talk underscore pod on the Instagram channel. Tomorrow, it will be Joey and Rui. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Listener.